Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show with Nancy Hopkins, Walt Silva, and Dolly Howard. This is a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's April 21st, 2020. My name is Nancy Hopkins. I have with me Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. And I have been um, instructed to say that on Tuesdays between 6 and 8, the Cosmic Reality Show is live. Otherwise, you can find it in our archives or on YouTube. So, um, hello, Walter. Hello, Hall- what's your name? Hello, Dolly? Nancy. Hello, Dolly. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you well, guys doing? Not, she got upgraded. She's not a sheriff anymore. She's a chief inspector, Dolly. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah now a... She's got to do detective work. I didn't. I didn't go to a party. When did that happen? <laughs> How you doing, Dolly? You doing all right? Yeah. I got uh, both Durfee and DS done today. Well, congratulations. I know. I was having a good day. I take advantage of it. Well, you were you were messaging me, not knowing that I was doing a recording with a guest. Oh no! That's all right. That's I, all right. I but, waited until after Shanghai show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I was I was kind of giggling to myself, but. Um, I had on Dr. Jennifer Daniels, the woman that was talking about the turpentine that led to the turpentine spiral. Walt? Yep, Uh, she's the one who wrote the PDF. Every time people, you know, the subject comes up, I I send out people uh, the Dr. Daniels PDF about the turpentine modality. Wow, awesome. Um, I'll need that link. Well, I'm going to go to her website anyway because... Uh, to be honest with you, it was one of the most mind mind blowing interviews I've ever done. Uh, first off, I hardly had to say anything, <laughs> which is pretty mind bending. But um, wow, did she lay it out? I mean, she's written a book, and it's something to the effect of "Murder by Medicine is not a myth." I think that's. Well, no, I'm, I, well so, look at look at for example the the case of. Um, blood pressure, whether it's low or high, it they, they once the doctor diagnoses you, that's it. You're you're sentenced for life until you die. You're tied to this blood pressure medicine, and it makes you wonder why can't they just fix the reason in the body that affects blood pressure? Because that's one of the things I learned from Dr. Pressman. The kidneys and the bodies are the one responsible for regulating blood pressure, and depending on your diet, if they're starving for a nutrient that they need. They start losing the ability to control blood pressure correctly. That nutrient is found in flaxseed oil. And in the, we, we confirmed that what he was saying was true because my mother's sister, she had a nervous high blood pressure condition that they tried different medications and they were having a very tough time regulating her blood pressure. It would shoot up at a moment's notice. So we told her about it, and she was able to get, she couldn't get capsules of flaxseed oil, but she was able to get 
the bottles of it, and she started taking a spoonful once a day, every day. And before the month was up, she was able to stop all medication, and she hasn't taken any blood pressure medication since. Every time they control, they they check her blood pressure because she's got the little machine at home. Every time they check her, the blood pressure is normal for her age; it's within range. Well, she, Dr. Daniels actually said that there is not a blood pressure medicine out there that does anything for blood pressure. That's one of the things she said. Um, There you have it. When I, when I finally decide where I'm going to put this thing, everybody, you you should listen to her. Uh, she's a doctor. She went through it. She is a phenomenal presenter. Uh, it was a really clear connection. You know, I mean, it was like a really good interview tape. Uh, with her bringing out, now, it, well, at one point I said to her, I said, you know, I said, I have an RN sister, and she couldn't have gotten through the first five minutes of, of what we've just discussed without going into a complete derangement syndrome. And she said, oh no, they can't possibly handle this information. And we discussed it a little further, and, and I said, but I'm giving my nurses, my nurse sister a pass, and, and all the other nurses and all the other doctors, even though I know what's happening with these medicines. I mean, she went through statistics, and she, one of the statistics is those people that get into an automobile accident and don't go to the hospital don't die. <laughs> but if, yeah. you, if you go to the hospital, the chances are you're going to die. Um, the statistics indicating that oh, this this one this one just blew me away. Okay, she because we got talking about the fact that we have a situation where the death count in every nation that is reporting is less than it was last year at the same time, much less. And she said that I'll tell you why that is, you know, because I'm saying, you know, well, yeah, because there's not people out there getting in accidents. And, you know, she, no, no, let me tell you what it is. She said, see, these people can't even go to the doctor to get a prescription. They can't do this doctor, doctor, doctor thing. And if they can't go to the doctor to get a prescription, then they're not going to get a side effect that's going to put them in the hospital. And once in the hospital, then they're probably going to die. I mean, it was like, oh, my God, you mean because they're not going to doctors, they're not getting drugs, and therefore they're not getting side effects, and that's why people are not dying? And she said, yes. (laughs) Well, that's a confirmation of what several presenters have been saying all this time, that the pharmaceutical industry's job is to create drug addicts. They're not, they're not, their job is not to heal or cure anybody. It's to create drug addicts and a constant stream of income. Because once you get diagnosed with something, you're sentenced for life to take this drug, no matter how many side effects it has. They just, they just prescribe something for the side effect and then another prescription for the other side effect of the second one and so on. So you end up taking five medications because you have an ingrown toenail. So that's their job. You create a drug addict and a constant stream of revenue. Oh, it's it got very simple. It got better because she said, she said now she said now they can't go to the doctors, but she said they can go to the telephone or the internet, and they can get diagnosed and prescriptions. So she said, what's what's happening here is the middleman, the doctor, is no longer going to be there. They'll be able to go online, get a prescription, and go get the drug that's going to kill them. She said it's foolproof. <laughs> I mean, about convenience, huh? Uh, 
She she actually said that she's getting people calling her about uh, uh, my blood pressure. You know, I need to get it down, and it's like somebody's doing something with a mic. Not me, Dolly. Dolly's doing something, moving around. (laughs) I was moving. I I wanted to say something, and so I opened the mic. Okay, well you can say you can say something, dear. You don't have to ask permission. You know, just butt in. Now I forgot. <laughs> That's why you interrupt people. That's why I interrupt people. I feel that what I've got to say is going to enhance the conversation, and if I don't say it now, it's not going to make any sense or I'm not going to remember it. I am not a rude person, am I, Walter? No, don't, I'm, you don't have to answer. I'll just continue. My <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, have to, you have to put that steamroller to use, right? Because otherwise it's just wasted money sitting that's, there. That's open. right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that, no. that brought to me uh, um, something that you said about last week, you were talking about people that couldn't drive around to recharge their battery and something like that. And then after the show, I got to thinking, why do they need to drive anywhere? All they need to do is start the car and let it idle. That's all it needs. The, the alternator will charge the battery just fine. No, a lot of it. No, that's not true anymore, Walt. Why? I don't know. But the, if you go on and you actually try that's why I told people, go and check up about your car, your battery, what it takes. Because um, they're saying that letting it idle is, is not doing anything for it. That you really no, have... Not, well, here's something for those people that don't understand about electricity. All cars, since the 40s at least, or the 50s, have what's called a voltage regulator. Because what happens is you have to understand when a car is running, it doesn't run at always the same speed. I mean, if you get on the highway and you accelerate, the RPMs on the engine is going to be much higher than if you're sitting waiting for a red light, correct? Because now you're moving at a greater speed. So what happens is the more speed, the output of the alternator goes up. So you can't be charging the battery with a voltage that's going up and down and up and down and up and down. That's impossible. You're going to destroy that battery. So all cars since forever have what's called a voltage regulator. No matter what the RPMs is, the voltage regulator is always constantly monitoring that the battery gets what it needs to get recharged. That's why, I mean, my pickup truck is from 1995, and I've had no issues with it started because this past winter, once a week, I would turn it on, and let it run for 10 minutes. So that way I avoided what happened the previous year, which is where the battery completely went dead and flat because I totally forgot to run it once a week. It's simple electric, you know, rules of electric charge. So that business of going out and, I don't know, running 50 miles an hour, that's not going to do anything. The regulator is saying, okay, you're running 3,000 RPM. I'm going to bring that charge down because I don't want to destroy the battery. So who comes up with this rules? I don't know. Well, I don't know either. I'm just telling you what's on the internet. And I'm telling you also that the cars that they have out there now, Walt, have got so much electronics that my friend bought a brand new car and needs two batteries in it. Well, uh, I've been saying people are driving around in uh, four-wheel microwave ovens (laughs) with all the electronics in the car. Anyway, but I wasn't telling people to drive around to charge their battery. I was saying that if you want to go out and have a drive and not get arrested, tell them you're charging your battery. (laughs) That was was my point. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, I mean, the stories you're hearing about people getting arrested for 
I mean, one, one state governor, I don't know if you heard this, Walt, put on the thing that you can't do is work in your yard, buy, uh, buy uh, seeds. Now, you can buy marijuana and you can buy guns, but you can't have uh, elective surgery and dental surgery, but you could have an abortion if you wanted. You can't go out. You can kayak on the lake, but you can't be in a motorboat. What? <laughs> it's absurd. It makes no sense whatsoever. She's crazy. Oh, it's my. the Michigan At least here, governor. people are going She's out. Crazy. Like, they're walking their dogs. You see couples walking in the park with, you know, rolling their kids, you know, the the, the baby buggies and their dogs. And it's just and people are working their yards. In fact, even the people that do landscape work, they're coming and working on people's yards. So uh, well, I'm, I'm, you can't catch a virus. They just that's you can't catch a virus. This is all BS. She confirmed it. <laughs> she confirmed it. You know, she said live virus because I'm saying to her, you know, we're we're hearing these stories about what we have been told all our lives. It's a thing that gets into your body, something like a bacteria, but not really. But it gets into your body and it makes you sick. Right. That's what we were told. And now we find out that, well, they're not alive and they're not dead. And they can't, they're not contagious. And, you know, and you're going like, wow, who knows the truth? Because doctors are saying, you know, these, she said, no, you can't catch this virus. This virus doesn't exist. And she had a lot of reasons for why she could make That's what my dowsing said from day one. There is no, there is no virus, no matter how many times I asked the question. And I'm, I'm sorry what happened to the relative of that friend of uh, Barbara's in Spain, but I'm sure that uh, he was falsely diagnosed because that's what all the hospitals are doing. You go in with an ingrown toenail, oh, you have coronavirus. So in, she, in she her mind, she 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 yeah, she confirmed that too. That they, you know, what was the other one? Um, she was she was explaining how, okay, it was it was AIDS thing, the AIDS virus, um, that which yeah. doesn't exist. We know that because of the work that. Um, oh, C begins with what is it? Oh, I'll think of her name. Uh, oh, the lady interviewed. Right, right, right. Wasn't yeah. that Celia? Celia, yes, yeah, Celia. What's Celia's last name? Um, but she she had done a lot of research into it, and so what what kills an AIDS because I I said to her I said I had a friend of mine that died supposedly of AIDS and now you're telling me that he didn't die of AIDS he died of the drugs that they gave him for AIDS that didn't exist to begin with and she said yes I'm sorry but that's the truth and I was like appalled because this guy looked like he'd come out of a concentration camp. And, oh yeah, you know. I mean, if you're you're telling me that, I mean, I'm just like, if I was younger, I would have been screaming bloody murder, you know. Um, but I'm too tired to scream bloody murder. I just come on and, and tell you guys, <laughs> you scream bloody murder. <laughs> I'm tired. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's 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 not it's not anything that anybody has told you. I did ask her about the five G connection and um, she was like kind of like putting it down until I said well I said if you just look at the database and I started going through reasons why you would think it's associated with 5G um, I said do you have any comments on this she said I took notes but this is a different discussion so 
she maybe she'll you know think about it again. Um, well, that's what Fulford is saying in the report. You know, they're chasing down all the uh, telecom executives to bring down this 5G, and he he's quoting a source that is going uh, uh, explaining why it's the 5G and not some fake virus that's that killed all those people in in China. Okay, we have to listen to Ben, but I have to say this: last week he said that. Um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was threatened because he was anti-vaccinations and that um, his daughter and grandson, you know, in, was in this drowning was a, was a warning. It wasn't a, it was a murder. Well, I, at the time I said it wasn't his, I knew it wasn't, but I didn't, I said something about it, but it wasn't until after the show that I actually listened to it, you know, thought about it and went back and checked it. It was not mm-hmm. his, it was his sister's daughter and uh, grandson uh, oh. uh, Kathleen and she, Kathleen Kennedy Townsend I think it is she was a senator or I think a senator maybe a congressperson but I think a senator for a while um, it still could have been a warning I mean let's face that but um, yeah. I so um, I wanted to make that clear I did take it out of the YouTube presentation but again we're not saying that Ben Fulford has got the truth. He's got some things that we can say, well, that sounds right, and find out that weren't true. But he is just telling you what he's being told. Uh, so everything, and he's he's an example of anybody that's out there, you know, myself yeah, included. Like Wilcock, look at Wilcock with his with his whistleblowers and and uh, what do you call it? All the the guys that are insiders. Uh, Insiders, that's his favorite word. So he does the, the best he can to vet for them that they're the good, but he's got many fakes that approach them. So so he's had to edit some of his material because he discovers that what they gave him wasn't true. So it happens to, it happens to all these journalists. That's why they have to go through so many uh, parts of the process to confirm that it's true or double check it with different sources if that's conceivable and sometimes so. you can't prove it's it's true you can only go on your gut instinct you mm-hmm. know and that's why sometimes I'll come out here and I'll tell you I'll, I'll tell you flat to your face I think JFK Jr. is is alive everything I see tells me that did you see that new picture Dolly oh crap I meant to to pull that up no what new picture of Vincent Vincent is is oh, yes, a, I loved it. Have a link to it or he was it sitting out in a park or something at a table Let with me, a sign in front. Yeah. Uh, why don't we do this? I'm going to look this up because this this was, people got to see this one. I'll tell you that I believe that because everything I see tells me that this is true. But there's a lot of things I tell you. I think it looks like, you know, I even I have doubts about a lot of the information. But if I don't tell you, if I, and I see this, I have to make this decision continually on the Facebook group. You know, well, I don't know if this is true or not. I, I can't disprove it, so let me just let the others deal with it. You know, I'm not trying to edit out, I'm, I'm editing out what I know is, you know, just not. BS. Yeah, there is BS out there. Well, but, the thing is that in his story, some of the points kind of connect. Like, for example, the bodies were never allowed to be viewed and I kept hearing all these arguments 
for that, there was uh, like this guy that I knew that worked for the FAA said, yeah, there wasn't a uh, body viewing allowed. And I said, well, what's going on? Weren't the families demanding to see the remains? He says, oh, no, they were all torn up. So they, they no because supposedly they died in an, in an airplane crash in the, in the water. They went in for a landing and the, the plane went down because they were going what to fly you to what you, Oh, you're talking about the John Kennedy thing. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, didn't oh, know. I had no idea. I had no idea what he was talking about either. <laughs> okay, okay, we're on, so we're on the, track. The way that they, the, the, the way that they were taken out of public view was kind of suspicious in the way that they kept insisting, no, 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 no viewing allowed and blah, blah, blah. So it makes sense that it was a show to pretend that he died. So that, that part makes sense to me in a way because the, if you analyze the accident, there's so many things wrong with what was officially related. Sure. I mean, there's just there's there's too much information indicating that he's he's alive, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this thing up while you read Fulford. Why don't we just read Fulford while I go find that? Okay. I want to say one thing oh, to start okay. with. In the wrong things for JFK Jr. to be dead, it's the wrong damn airplane they pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> So he went down on a Cessna and they pop, pop, pulled up a Piper plane? Something like that. It was the wrong airplane. Damn, that happens every time. <laughs> 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 you know, this, these people that do disappearances for a job, they should be more careful with those details. Okay, so April 20th, the title of the report is Chinese and Western intelligence services hunting down 5G telecom executives. The so-called coronavirus pandemic has now been definitely traced to 5G electromagnetic attacks. Multiple sources agree. In order to stop the hardliners and prevent an all-out war, an active hunt has begun for all industry executives and oligarchs involved in the 5G rollout. Western and Asian secret intelligence sources agree. The targets include the now-extinct Bush family and the Chinese Sung family, the sources say. The hunt is necessary to stop full-scale thermonuclear war because, in quotations, our analysis of the forensics does show a provocation of war. That is to say, we see a fallout war as highly probable, MI6 sources say. Chinese hardliners, for their part, are pushing for the destruction of New York in retaliation for the attack on Wuhan, something that could also precipitate a world-destroying war, Asian secret society sources say. There is also new evidence the current pandemic attack on humanity had been has been planned long in advance. Remember the U.S. dollar bills commemorating 9-11? Well, now take a look at the money issued in the U.S. and the U.K. to commemorate this pandemic attack. The first is a fruit bat, the alleged source of the coronavirus uh, quarter issued in 2020 by the U.S. Mint. Let me grab this photo so you guys can see it in the chat. Let me put this over here. And this appears to have been issued by the U.S. Mint. Okay, let's grab the photo. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Okay. There you have it. The second is the new UK 20 pound note fe featuring a picture of a 5G telephone tower and above it a coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Let me save that one. So you guys can take a look at that. This is an image of a pound note. Oops, sorry, mis misspelled the word pound. This shows how arrogant these people are and how they plan long-term, while the rest of us must react to what is immediately happening. However, that is no longer the case with both the British Secret Service and the Pentagon White Hats, now actively targeting the families that own the Federal Reserve Board, the BIS, the European Central Bank, and the Bank of Japan. MI6 sources say, in quotes, we can sum up the current hybrid World War III as two camps of belligerents, those who would protect the sovereignty of the traditional nation-state and those who would supersede this and impose their will by way of hybrid advanced technological totalitarianism, uh, end quotes. Pentagon sources for their part say, in quotes, the death of George Bush Jr.'s first Treasury Secretary Paul O'Neill may signal the purge of Wall Street as the Fed was taken over and the Exchange Stabilization Fund, ESF, diverted from CIA and the deep state. Also, banks may be nationalized and forced to pay tax on all financial tra transactions to replace the unconstitutional income tax, the sources say. You got my vote. Next, the Bushes were terminated in collateral intelligence from MI6 following the deep dive on Adnan Sackley and BIS Basel, European royal family sources say. For those of you who do not know, Adnan Sackley was the holder of the sovereign titles of all nations, corporations, central banks, and currencies. Sackley did not want this title, but, but was given it and given the responsibility. He promised to free humanity from, quotes, religious, political, economic, and corporate enslavement, end quotes. Unfortunately, the Bushes and their Nazi friends killed them and fraudulently took over the accounts. The Bushes, Sr. and Jr. were also involved in the theft of Tesla patents. They kill and steal just like all mafia, the MI6 sources say. The aim of the current pandemic engineered by the Bush-slash-Rothschild faction is to centralize control and carry out a eugenic, eugenic purge of the human population, CIA sources confirm. In the U.S., 5G is being strongly pushed by Attorney General William Barr and Secretary of State Mark, Mike Pompeo. Barr has also prevented 9-11 truth from being disclosed. So those of you who think Barr, with his FISA gate, is a whitehead, think again. These men need to be removed from the U.S. body politic, ASAP. Before we go further, though, let's explain why this pandemic attack on the human race is centered on 5G by quoting a rather uh, reader comment based on the work of three Nobel Prize-winning doctors. So beginning quotes, 5G electromagnetic radiation injures human cellular DNA. The exposed cells of all kinds within the human target 
respond by producing a cascade of immunological protective substances. These substances are packaged in an intracellular structure called an endosome. The endosome is expelled from the cell, becoming an exosome. The exosome circulates and binds to the AC2 receptors of the lung, gut, and heart. The exposed cell response is the same if the exposure is 5G or COVID-19, the flu. The immunological chemicals in the exome package attack the AC2 processing cells, producing the effect of 5G radiation exposure or the flu, which is being covered up as COVID-19. The COVID-19 rate case is 96% in 5G areas and only 4% in 4G or lower areas. 5G is being deployed in well-populated areas, so we would expect more cases there. But the mortality rate for known outcomes, end quote in parentheses, deaths slash death plus recoveries, is over two times higher in the 5G areas. This cannot be just due to COVID-19. And we have statistical evidence of this for over 1.9 million cases. Close quotes. The electron microscopic appearances of the endosome slash exosome structure are being incorrectly referred to as the virus particle in the cell slash circulation. The Nobel Prize for Medicine was won for work on this in 2013. Check this out and he gives uh, a link to a PDF. Still not convinced? Well, how about this? In quotes, Professor Jistak Ben Israel of Tel Aviv University plotted the rates of new coronavirus infections of the U.S., U.K., Sweden, Italy, Israel, Switzerland, France, Germany, and Spain. The numbers told a shocking story. Irrespective of whether the country quarantined like Israel or went about business as usual like Sweden, Coronavirus peaked and subsided in the same exact way, in the exact same way, end quotes. In other words, the current pandemic could not have been caused by a virus or else the quarantines should have made a statistical difference. The Japanese government confirmed the dangers of 5G when they tested it on the cruise ship Diamond Princess before stopping. At the last minute, a planned nationwide rollout of this technology. This rollout was being pushed by Bush ally and Sung family representative Son Masayoshi of SoftBank, Asian Secret Society sources say. Here's what the P3 Masons had to say about this. In quotes, 10% of the Chinese Communist Party is in the hands of the sister of Madame Sung, a very cruel woman. She is in contact with the daughter of Xi Jinping. They are under the control of the Zionists on the bad side of Israel via the Red Star Foundation using Quanto 49. Quanto is a, deriv- a derivative used in this case to convert FRB money into Chinese renminbi. If the Sung family has anything they wish to say on their behalf, they know how to contact this writer. Re- remember the attack on Wuhan was traced to a company owned by the Soros Corporation? From no, Soros Foundation, which is a Rothschild front. The Rothschilds are allied with a Chinese faction that supports the idea of a man-made Armageddon. Okay, now let us take a look at some of the other huge changes taking place around the world as this hybrid war ranges on. In the USA, NSA officials have noted that U.S. President Donald Trump 
has been replaced by a new Trump. The new Trump has white around the eyes and does not have the jowls of the previous Trump, they say. However, a source in the White House close to Trump says, in quotes, No, same Trump, but he does have an almost perfect double. He has skin cancer and they are doing patches. They cannot do normal treatment because he would be away from business too long and he doesn't want the public to know. Close quotes. In other words, the double is being used for public appearances because of the patches, but the real Trump is still in charge. However, there is clearly a civil war ranging inside an increasingly chaotic U.S. In the latest development, the Pentagon has deployed 10,000 troops, each to Washington, D.C. and New York, to clean up cabalists, Pentagon sources say. Trump has also called for the liberation of Michigan, Minnesota, and Virginia. The U.S. military is now just mopping up, is how Pentagon sources describe the situation. Maybe, but the fighting is still clearly raging on in this chaotic hybrid war. As prisoners are being released en masse, central bank money is being distributed directly to the people while trade has frozen, and the economy is in a tailspin. There are also attempts to create food shortages in the U.S. by shutting down meat and other food processing plants using this electronically engineered pandemic as an excuse. To deal with the situation, U.S. troops are being returned from Afghanistan, uh, Iraq, Syria, Saudi Arabia, and other parts of the world. In Asia, the U.S. has withdrawn all of its B-52 bombers from Guam. Of course, one must ask why the, still, why the U.S. still has B-52s, which were created in 1952 when they have anti-gravity technology making these planes totally obsolete. The fact the U.S. Air Force Academy graduates are now joining the U.S. Space Force shows the disclosure closure of hidden technology is imminent, and that may be why the B-52 dinosaurs are retiring. Uh, let me grab this link for you guys. Okay. Here we go. Pentagon sources note, Trump has signed an executive order to open space to international cooperation on resource extraction, effectively calling for a multipolar world order and an end to wars. In Europe, meanwhile, CIA sources report German Chancellor Angela Merkel, French President Emmanuel Macron, and UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson have all been replaced. In the UK, we were able to confirm via a friend of the family that Johnson's father has been unable to get in contact with his son. There is chaos in much of the rest of the world as well. IMF Managing Director Kristalina Georgieva says that 100 countries have asked for emergency financial assistance. However, it seems the IMF itself does not have money because it is, in quotes, urgently seeking 18 billion and new loan resources. Sorry, isn't this the same IMF that says it has distributed 8 trillion recently via the G20? If they are handing out trillions, why are they paying for millions? The overall insanity being observed in the West is the result of a broken paradigm collapsing. The IMF, World Bank, the UN, and other pillars of this broken system are going to be either radically restructured or replaced with new organizations, according to European 
family sources involved in rebooting the system. It is likely there will be more hardship and chaos because the old system needs to be demolished before it can be replaced with a new paradigm. However, the people involved in this ongoing pandemic should all be rounded up by early May, CIA, MI6, and Pentagon sources say. So hopefully, April showers will bring May flowers. Um, that's all he wrote. Take it away, Captain. Houston, are you there? <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't get to my muting. Um, I, Dolly, what do you think? <laughs> I think that was a Fulford report. <laughs> Diplomatic as ever. <laughs> I tried hard on that one. Well, the other fact is she can't reach her box of tomatoes to throw them at the report, so. <laughs> uh, well, what you said that you liked what you read when he sent you the Fulford thing on Trump and the double. Well, yeah, the double, um, because I've thought that for how many years now? I haven't figured out where the red-headed Trump went because he just seemed to disappear out of the whole scene. But uh, the Trump that had the hair color between the red and the beautiful white that the real Trump has, he's got the white eyes. Not white eyes, but the white around his eyes. I have just been saying this for years because I see it. If I can see it with my eyes, I I usually believe it. Well, I will say that the guy that's been out there recently, it's like you hear the same story over and over and over again. They just change the numbers. Right. Um, And I'm sick of hearing it. And every once in a while, he he, he throws a zinger at the the press. Yeah. I I like his zingers. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't know. I don't know one way or the other, to be honest with you. I definitely believe the thing about the Trump. But I have believed that since forever. Um, And I don't think they're going to put the real Trump in a rally without protection around him. And, And the Trump that goes out there has no protection around bulletproof glass and things like that. That kind of protection. You can't put the President of the United States into a, a middle of an arena without protection. <laughs> well, I guess you could. Uh, well, they did it for the Pope, right? Remember when they were touring him around inside a, a fish tank? Uh, I never paid that much attention. I, I don't know. You never well, paid attention to the Pope? No. The Pope, the Pope-mobile. <laughs> It was this open car that had a bubble on it. And actually, he had the, I think he had, didn't have the bubble on it the day that they shot him. The Turkish oh. guy shot him. That See? was the last pope. Okay, so, so I've also got um, <clears throat> a thing about the pope. But right now, okay, I'm going to have to look up that picture now. I'm trying to think of where it is. It's probably oh, I this. thought you were looking it up. No, the JFK picture I looked up. Oh, oh. Okay, and I've got that, and I'm going to push the button there so it showed up on, um, it showed up on the chat. And it's a picture (laughs) of the guy that we think is JFK Jr. in, 
I want to say drag, but it's sort of like... <laughs> yeah, you know. that's what it looks like. And he's sitting there with a, a, a little table, you know, that you put up. And it looks like he might have cameras on the ends of the tables. I'm not sure what this is all about. Shouldn't you be complaining because you're general patent? Oh, I know, I know, I know. No, no, because I believe it could be simultaneous incarnations. I've got no problem with that. Um, <laughs> now, but what it, what it says is Donald Trump. He, okay, so and hanging from the from the table is this these words. Okay, it's on a big sign. It says Donald Trump is time traveling reincarnation of General Patton that is working with the living JFK Jr. to restore the republic, usher in the golden age, and troll the shit out of Nazis along the way. <laughs> and, then, and then there's a big line, and it says, Change my mind. <laughs> and, yeah, this is what they do in colleges, right? I guess. I don't know. But it just it struck me so funny. It's like uh, last night, Hannity... You know, the Hannity that's on Fox News that's one of their big-name people. Well, Hannity uh, last week started wearing this skull. And the skull is one of the signs of Q. And Laura uh, uh, Ingram, she says to him... Ingram. Yeah, she says yeah, to him... Ingram. She says to him, what, what, what's all this jewelry or whatever you got on you? And he said, oh, well, that's that and that's that. And this is from a Marvel comic. And he gives the date of the comic and what comic it was. And I just really liked this thing. He says, however, people think it's some kind of a conspiracy thing. And it was a strangest... Was did you hear it, Dolly? Did you happen to hear yeah. that exchange? It was very, very strange exchange that he had had, but it's almost like they're doing these things out in public, like Vincent. You know, if uh-huh. Vincent is this innocent guy, how come yeah. how come he's, he keeps showing up and tweaking the the hornet's nest like this? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it just. Uh, it just is is kind of peculiar. Um, and that's what he looks that, like too. Huh? Like he's trying to cause trouble. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know why they do it in, in colleges if it's something to do with testing or something. But I, I've seen photos of um, this changed my mind sign. Like one college professor, I, I don't know what what was the, his subject matter, what he teaches, but the argument on the sign said uh, rhinoceros. Are out of shape unicorns changed my mind? <laughs> Things along those lines. So I guess somebody has to sit in front of them and kind of do a counterpoint. That's that's why they 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 put the what do you call it the um, the hypothesis and then you have to change their mind. So this uh, this is in line with that. I, I've seen I've seen they do it in colleges, but I don't know what if it's a point to show the teach the students how to debate or something but <laughs> that's what they that's what I've seen it used well Dolly went and did that on say what yeah, what I do change your <laughs> mind change my mind she gets oh. up she gets up there and she says oh I, I so appreciate all these people that make these comments to us and by the way if you disagree with us well then you tell me why you change my mind and she challenged these people now I was smart I said hey Dolly's talking here not me you don't have to send them to me so 
So I come on, <laughs> I go on Cosmic Reality today, and there's somebody that has 12 posts, and they're all addressed to Dolly. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't see that. And I oh, was on there. oh, honey, you got you got your work. <laughs> I'm telling I, you. Then I know who that's from because this guy and I were talking uh, through. He made a comment on one of the YouTubes, and I said, I have never heard of that before. Can you send me some links on it and explain to me what it is? And he said, oh, sure, I would love to be able to do that. Can I do it on the Facebook? I said, yeah, please. So he and I are carrying on a dialogue. That's why there's so many. Uh Uh-huh. I have to go check it out when we get the show over. Yes, you will, because I'm telling you. (laughs) Well, I didn't know if it was, I didn't know, I knew you had said that, and I thought, oh, this is somebody responding to Dolly. But I didn't didn't really think about it until after the fact, and I said, you know, it all seemed like this was legitimate information, but maybe he's throwing out all these reasons why we shouldn't believe what we believe, you know? So, yes. No, no, he's... Okay. Me well, if this yeah. is who it is, yeah, then I, yeah, yeah okay. I, I'll get well, this. according to this image search, that is not Vincent. Huh? It's, it's the body of another man, and they put, pasted uh, Vincent on the body. Oh. You want, you, you want me to show you the original? I wondered because his hand looks so funny to me. Oh, Look at I his didn't hand. Even, well, bummer. Yeah. But I thought it was hysterical. Whoever it is. It is this. hysterical. Even if it's that, it's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. that you say that, yes, put that one up there if you got it. We'll, okay. Yeah, I need pictures for okay. my collage thing. Let's see. And they've done a ton. Uh, there's a ton of difference. Uh, the text and the the sign keeps changing. There's. Oh really? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six. There are twenty-six. No, I'm wrong. There's more. There's like thirty-something versions of this, oh, and they my. just keep they keep changing the head of the guy holding the cup, and they keep changing the um, the text. Awesome. Uh, on that sign. And they all end the same way. At the bottom it says, change, change my, my mind. mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that'd that be a good name for a radio show. Okay. Now, change my mind. <laughs> yeah, change my mind. Um, I, and I'm going to, I'm going to post, actually I'll post it right now. Okay. I just posted to chat. I don't know if you guys can see it. I can put it here in Skype if you want. I, I'm in chat. Oh, okay. I opened okay. it. Okay. Okay. All right, now this is a very bizarre thing that happened with the Pope. The Pope was waving and doing some kind of an Easter hello thingy, right? And on the top three, you see that there's this, the one on the far left. Well, that, if you blow it up, if you were to blow that up, you would see that that is actually a television. So the next two pictures are coming off of this guy filming his own television. And it's all, it's a, the video. I mean, you know, I'll get the link and, well, actually it's, it's embedded in one of the uh, R22s, I think. But what happened was the Pope t- waves and, you know, turns around and goes back in. And the instant after you see the first picture, it went boom, 
like he disappeared. Okay? So, the, you know, and the guy goes, did the Pope just disappear? So then somebody else, more on the street, more in a direct way, shows him turning around and walking away, and you can see his head, and it's getting small, you know, lower and lower. So the supposition is, is did somebody try to prank this? Or is this an example of Blu-ray technology or holographic technology where you have to be, if you're not in exactly the right position, it'll glitch out and do something like all of a sudden disappear. And I just need, I needed you to tell me, well, what's this all about? <laughs> well, my first question is, was this a live transmission or was this a videotape that was broadcasted to the TVs, to the people's televisions? I don't know. Because if it's if this was a videotape and then transmitted to the people, the videotapes can easily lose a frame or two, so you could lose the the part where he walks away, and and that would be a glitch in the videotape. But if you're saying that this is a live transmission that is being seen by the camera in live and real time, then yeah, on somebody's TV it would look really weird. So are you saying that the three frames below is somebody from the streets? Yeah, somebody him. that would be looking more directly at the hologram as it sh you know they wanted you to perceive it, and it was just thrown out there. Is this some kind of a, you know, because I mean, yeah, it could be a a, a, a clip thing. We don't know, but it it when you watch it, it's if it if it's some kind of a uh, CGI, it's done very well. And it, well, it's, there's a, uh, you have another possibility that for you to. Uh, ponder with all these uh, celebrities and politicians and miscreants being disappeared with the coronavirus, you know, isolation excuse. Uh, what if Francis is no longer around and they just used a hologram to project his image like he's giving some kind of prayer or some kind of ritual for the masses for Easter, but it's not a, it's not a real person, it's just a, a projected hologram. Well, that's that's a supposition, and they got caught at it because somebody took this weird thing of the television. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, I know that holograms for them to look whole and complete placement is everything. Because I I don't know I know that the technology is very sophisticated. You've seen those holograms in malls in Japan where you'll see a, a whale reaching out of the floor as if the floor were an ocean but it's, it's just a floor and it looks amazingly solid but it is entirely dependent on the projector placement that's why they're doing it on malls because malls you have these in the in the plazas you have this huge empty space and you have structures all around where you can mount the projectors you know you have pillars and you have the mezzanines and you have the multiple levels so all the projectors are mounted in such a way that they are able to, fo uh, first off, they're placed 360 degrees, and they're all focused on the specific place. Whereas if you move away from the focusing place, there's no more hologram. You have to be there looking at it, and it looks nice and solid and complete, but placement is everything. So if it is a hologram, it may be limited by where the projectors were mounted. Maybe there's some on the outside, holding this projection in place and there's few inside the room but as, as, as soon as the image goes inside there's no more projection therefore the image would disappear I guess 
where's my pendulum? I'm going to ask. <laughs> Might as well ask the question. I give Fulford's report a thumb down. Thumbs, yeah, thumbs down. Oh, I'm getting no, it's not a hologram. Well, this is not from Fulford. What are you talking about? I've been thinking about Fulford since you were reading. Oh, okay. So I... Well, so much of the news is so bad, I'd rather that it not be real at all. So, you got my vote. <laughs> yeah. You got my vote, Detective Inspector. <laughs> I just think he's being used. And well, he can't same, figure it out. Well, the same can be said for, well, you know, Wilcock. He doesn't investigate. Uh, I mean, he doesn't learn what he learned directly by having the experience. He learns it because it's relayed to him. So. Oh, cool. Uh, Aquarius put in the Pope disappearing video in chat. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Happy says, LOL doing a quick search on YouTube to find the video of the Pope disappearing and I get the message an error occurred. Have they all been taken down? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was a fluke that she got the uh, that message if Aquarius was able to get it. He's gone. Oh my god. He just disappears. He goes bye-bye. <laughs> He goes bye bye. Is it not? He's gone. Oh my god! He just disappears. He goes bye bye. Who's who's playing that? Who's he's play- gone. Oh my god! Who's playing that? Not me. What? I'm playing it. Oh okay, okay. Well, I'm, I'm not getting. I'm not getting. Uh, I'm not getting a yes to the question. Is the Pope in this image a hologram? But I am getting a yes that he was transported. So. Uh, Where to? I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna post another. I'm gonna put put up another image on um, uh, in the chat, and this was put together from photographs sent to me by Russians uh, regarding things that were being seen in the sky over the Italian city that was so severely hit with the. Um, the deaths and the virus and locking them up and everything. And the reason I'm going through this before I put it up is that the image number is 911. <laughs> so oh. I just found that interesting. Oh That's what Fulford yeah. says, Project Bluebeam, that they're going to be putting stuff in the sky. Well, these are pictures that... Um, we 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 did this um, when uh, Christia Cumming Slack was on, say, what was a couple of weeks ago, and we believe that everything except the fingers, the hands, the biggest that's picture. That I remember seeing. Yeah, that, I remember seeing that three years ago on the internet. I don't remember seeing it, but that one doesn't have anything feeling real about it. Um, but the top three. And one of them is, it's actually three, even though there's four pictures. The top three really do feel like something kind of magical about it. And the one that's next to the big picture to the left, I think that's a dragon. And we both, Christy and I, and I think Dolly, um, uh, you agreed with that 
didn't you, Dolly? At least I don't remember you saying, no, I don't believe that. <laughs> Dolly, you there? Hello, Dolly. Uh-oh. Well, I was on mute, and I didn't, I couldn't <laughs> figure it out. Which one was the dragon you said? Oh, it was the, the illuminated, most, the bottom left? Yes. Yeah, the sun yeah. over the opening. Yeah. The yeah. sun coming through the opening in the clouds. Yeah. See, I, it, I didn't know about that one, but I agree with you on all the others are kind of... Eh. No, but this didn't feel like blue beam to me. This felt like something different, but it could be. I don't know, but it it, it definitely didn't feel like image manipulation. There's there's some, some, there's energy behind the, the well, photographs. One of the themselves. things about this thing with the blue beam, I mean, if they have this fancy technology that they have anti-gravity crafts, and they're able to move at tremendous speeds and altitudes much higher than a regular jet is able to achieve. Um, there are there's no need for projectors at ground level. They're doing all the projections from the sky because pro- um, making these projections from ground level would be just too conspicuous. I mean, people would notice strange trucks or strange equipment moving around, and the movement would be limited. But if they're up in the sky projecting down on cloud cover like a projecting screen, then that would be ideal for them because they can just project something and then move on to another location. So blue beam is what? It's a technology that allows you you to program, to project 3D images in the sky. Oh. Oh. Okay, we're going to um, break here in a couple of minutes. And I just wanted to touch base with the concept that we like to talk about a lot. And that's, you can't, if you're giving your, if anything's happening to you, you gave your consent. And we've gone through shows where we went through all sorts of weird things that you wouldn't think that you gave consent to. But like when your parents had you baptized, there was a contract made, you know. Break, break the, the contracts. You know, Walt's really up on that. Well, our friends Barbara Manessis and her husband, um, Craig Stewart. Is it Stewart? I think it's Stewart. Um, gee, I should know that because they were on. I can't, I don't want to mess this up right now. Um, they, uh, they were on the show today, on the Shungite show. And he is just delightful. He's Australian, moved to Spain when he was six. But they've done another piece of music, and it was based on a, a, a... He called it like a channeling, you know, that he actually reads on the program. And it... when he the, So the music sort of went with the channeling, and the, and the channeling was one of, you know, we're waking up here, Dark Side. You know, it's your reality is going poof poof. You know, we're not gonna. And it, it's a really really nice musical. Uh, he, they wanted to make it upbeat. They didn't want it. You know, they wanted it to be up to be upbeat because you know we're we're finally waking up. We're we're breaking all the contracts. So this is a, a, a the name of it is no con no con, no consent. And um, I figured I'll play that now. It's four minutes thereabouts. And or maybe five minutes, um, but that's what this is going to be about. Is something you want to say about contracts, or you want to wait until we play it? Who are you talking to? You. 
It's one of your oh, favorite subjects. Well, no, it's we're already on on time, so go ahead and play the music. Okay, we're going to do this then. Okay. Yes, we see on your mood. 
Welcome back to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's April 21st, 2020. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. Um, are you guys back? Hello? Uh-oh. I'm back. What about Dolly? She couldn't hear the music, and then she found out it was her. So maybe she's not even hearing us. Dolly... Okay. Ah. So, did you like that sound? It wasn't in 432, I'm sure. Maybe we should tell them about that. It reminded me of a 1960 jazz piece from the the old James Bond movies. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Okay, she says she can hear us. Does she want to say something? Dolly, do you want to say something? <laughs> I don't know, no. Well, even if she doesn't like the Fulford report, I totally agree with him what he says that they're hunting down all the hello? executives. Hello? Hello, hello. Oh, you hear me? Yes. Oh, jeez. I don't know what I did. Oh, at one point I sat on the speaker controller and it went away and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like to get. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to get into that. Not going. Oh, what were you saying? Also, <laughs> no, is that even if uh, Dolly disagrees with most of the Fulford report, which is perfectly okay, he's got my vote on the beginning of the report where they're actively hunting down all the five G executives. Sorry, you got my vote on that one. Hey, even if you... it's not real, then I'm choosing to make it real. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd like to believe that too. Well, you know, you, you keep hearing people saying that there's these people in hazmat suits that are putting in 5G, okay? And I have no way of of telling you whether that's true or not, except to say that if it was the bad guys having people put in 5G, they wouldn't be in hazard suits. They don't care. They just send them in there. Take that stuff. Put the stuff in. They wouldn't. They wouldn't yeah. send them in with ha- 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 hazard suits on. Uh, so you know that in and of itself was striking me as being very peculiar. And I have heard reports that uh, what they're seeing is activity taking the five G out. 
So mm. you know you don't know. You know it's it's just like you say. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to believe the happy ending story, and sure. that that's the one where it's our reality. You choose. Let you know. Let's stop having others choose for you and spoon feed you what reality you should have. We we already went through that. Sorry, that's why we're in this mess because we went through that. So let's choose different. <laughs> I was. I get you know I get these these stories in my head, and um, it's a story about a, a little boy. He's ten years old, and he goes up to his grandfather, and he said, "I heard mom tell dad that she wished you would tell the secrets about the great awakening, and that it was a great burden you carried, and she felt that you know you needed to tell somebody to release it." And I want you to know that I'm here to listen to you if you want to tell me the secrets that are making you feel so sad. He said, because I see it as a sadness. She called it darkness, but I called it a sadness. And it's like you're wearing this backpack that's very heavy and weighing you down. Okay? And so the grandfather says, "Um, I'll make a deal with you. I'll tell you when you're 18 years old. But just the fact that you asked to hear is taking a great load off of me. So then I go to 18, and I'm going like, oh, my God, this is a book. This is not a, a short story. You know, where do you, where do you begin with what these soldiers are confronting? Because I do believe that there is a, a silent war going on. Well, it's not so silent. If they track the... That's something you might like to do, Walt. Find out where the... Uh, well, I've got to get this information. It's the information. It's actually in print. The guy that we keep talking about with the underground tunnel things, Gene Decode. Oh. Um, oh. There is... Uh, all of the stuff that he's put together is in text someplace. I've just got to find the website where it is. Um, and then take it takes the points of where he says that, that these dumb... Ex- units or, or these facilities some of them are like cities uh, exist and then track and see if they're getting seismographic you know go to the earthquake thing and see if they're seeing earthquake tremors and stuff you know because uh-huh. it's not earthquake it could be uh, you know ammunition explosions or in few cases they say they see, they're seeing a nuke signature um, to prove if it's really happening or not and, uh, you know, because he'll say, oh, he said, yeah, they had a, uh, like, China Lake. China Lake was supposedly an earthquake. But, in fact, the size, se- seismographic signal looked more like a, a tactical nuke explosion. And that's what they had used. Um, they got the kids out, and, and somebody said that they heard, maybe, was it you, Dolly, or Jan, that the supply, I think it was Jan, the supply of chemtrail chemicals was stored there at China Lake, too. And yeah, the, it was Jan. Yeah, and they were taken out. Um, supposedly, some of the places that they're taking over, they're taking over and completely destroying because what's there is so evil and dirty and awful that they'd just rather destroy it than try to deal with it. Repurposing would be useless because, you know, how do you repurpose, you know, so much crap? You're better off destroying it. Like you, you made a comment last last show that for these crazy folks, there's no surrender. 
And I thought, wow, that's like really convenient because that means they don't need to be arrested. They don't need to be processed. They don't need to be put in prison and have to pay their, for their maintenance and food and everything. They're like, a, there's no surrender policy of them. It makes it very convenient for the rest of us, right? You know, get them out of the way and just be done with it as opposed to dragging it out, putting them in prison and processing them and having to pay for their... I'm for that because... <laughs> Um, I, I'm so excited about starting our new lives. Um, I just, let's erase the chalkboards and start that new life. Yeah. Well, how would you do it? Would you just, you know, cause I don't think they're surrendering. That, that, that takes a lot of it out of the equation. But you, you've still got a lot of very, nasty people out there do you want to keep them in jail or do you want to just execute them all I mean see this gets into a very moral question what do you want to be the basis of the new reality so I suggest that we just give them lobotomies (laughs) (laughs) well can we we use them support them, clothe them, feed them since they used to enjoy adenochrome so much maybe they would like to uh, contribute to it yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, <laughs> I thought he was such a nice person, and now look at him. Now you know what I am. Oh my God. Uh, so, well, God uh, did a flood. I just say we do bullets and be done with it. Not because I'm doing it out of hatred anymore like before i just wanted to do it i wanted to get as many bullets in them as i could slowly but not now now i'm so anxious to start the new stuff and if they're gonna say i i'm gonna go dead okay i'll help you but But dolly 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 would you pick up the gun and be the executioner if i had to yes that was their choice. They told me they and you would you you would choose to be stand before God, in front of God, and say, "I'll be the executioner. I'll make the decision." You would do that if the decision was made. That's how it was going to be handled. And God told me, "Yes, please go do well, that." No, I didn't. I didn't say anything about God telling you to do anything. I do not well, think... Well, I wouldn't do it unless I was told by God. Well, I don't think God is... I mean, you're talking about a vengeful God. I think that God is so clever that God can fix it without killing people, without jailing people. <coughs> we've... <clears throat> excuse me. We've passed the test. We figured Thank it God. out. We stopped the evil. You know, have God come down or send down a prison ship from someplace or just take them back to source? I don't care. But I don't think that, I mean, I'll fight to the, to, to the umpteenth point to say, no, I'm not going to go killing people just because they were on the dark side. That's not my role. My role is to uncover the dark side, stop them. Now, what happens and to what them? And what are you going to do with them? What am I going to do with them? I'm going to say to God, God... I did my mission. What are you going to do with them? I'm leaving it up to God. If God tells Dolly Howard to put a bullet in their head, well, you know, I'm not going to stop Dolly Howard from it, but I won't be her friend anymore. 
Well, you could do what Anelia did when she was in Chile and she had to confront this guy in a in a mansion. And this, I don't know if he was a, a black magician, but he was like the top of the top of the evil totem pole. And uh, she she used the same technique that she um, suggests to people when they're confronted um, with such an evil situation or something that's beyond your imagination, how to fix, <clears throat> observe it with the eyes of source, with the eyes of the universe. You know, take yourself, move aside, and let the universe witness what you're seeing through you. Because that's, that's one of the things that the evil forces have done on this planet for so many centuries. Because there is free will in this universe, they have hidden their crap. They've done it. Uh, I've heard her, heard her work so much with this issue of showing, so, using, letting Source see through us what's hidden. That even before I heard that show by Barbara Meneses, I, I just saw the synchronicity of you know two two different people talking about the same thing. I was already programming the like the uh, the glass resonators, whether it's the Hoponopono or the AC power resonators. I was already programming them with the awareness that you, I would start by saying you are a conscious living channel of source energy, source consciousness. So, and, and I would add the program through you, let source witness everything that has been hidden in this world. And Nancy has said, you know, the, the things that after I put that program in the Hoponopono device, I don't know how many days later we started seeing these reports of, you know, the kids being rescued on other things coming to the surface. So in her case, many years ago, even I think this happened even before she became a public figure, um, her guides made her go to this mansion in Santiago de Chile, you know, the capital of Chile. And there was a man there ranting and raving and yelling at whoever was inside this house. You have to repent. The, the guy spoke like some kind of religious fanatic. And then Ellie approached him and says, you know, you're in real danger here. And you better leave. You should not be here. You, this is very a very dangerous place for you. So she was able to convince him, and the guy left. And she was able. She was surprised that the door wasn't locked or anything. She was able to enter the mansion, but she says as soon as she entered, the darkness was so thick it was almost like walking in syrup. Complete darkness. Complete evil. She says, in my, because she had no agenda with it, she had no contract with it, it didn't hurt her in, in any way. Uh, she just walked through it until she reached one of the halls where at the end of the hall she describes that there was this big ornate chair, kind of like a throne type deal. And there was this man uh, sitting there. And she, and she says that the energy that came off of him he was exuding evil, like the same way that the sun gives off light. It was so intense. So as she approached the man, he looked at her, and he and he said one word. He said clemency. As soon as he said that word, she she felt it. She felt like something moved her uh, backward, and she says the energy of source just went through her body. So there was like a flash of light where she couldn't see the chair. And then once she regained normal eyesight, the chair was empty. It's like he was dematerialized. He was taken bar back to source because that's all that that was needed from him, agreement. 
he just wanted clemency. He wanted to be done with that life. Um, he was taken back to source. So that that's an, a contract in action. And that's what happened when with their dog that got so hurt that had uh, the doctors thought it needed multiple uh, operations. So she requested all of us to, at least those who read her newsletter, to participate in a meditation and watch, allow ourselves, allow the universe to watch through us Lucy's situation. And in a matter of two days, everything turned around. All the obstacles went away. The, the, the recuperation became lightning fast. The additional surgeries were unneeded. The doctor, for some reason, gave them back money. So everything turned around. And that's, that's the point, is that we don't know how to fix things, but the universe does. Source does. So let source witness things through us, and it will pour in through you, through your consciousness, your awareness, and it will make the changes that are needed. Because do I know how to fix this or that? No, because I don't know enough. Like a chess game, I only know the little square that I'm standing on. You know, only your guides or like Dali's posses, they're able to see the entire playing board. So they can look at all the permutations and combinations or how things could come up. So that's what we achieve by doing that, letting source, letting the universe see through our eyes and everything changes. I've, I've done it so many times that it gets to the point where you don't even question it anymore because it just happens. You witness something, you step aside, let the universe see it through you and the hard part for the human is to suspend judgment because we have this ingrown habit, you know, handed down from the conditioning control system that we judge everything. I mean, the air we breathe, you know, you judge it. We can't let anything pass our awareness without judging it. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it nasty? Is it agreeable? Is it pleasant? It's like constantly judging and evaluating everything. Well, we have to put that on hold. Because that gets in the way of letting the universe witness through our eyes. But once you do it, uh, it gets easier and easier every time. And these these folks, it's beyond our power to do anything with them. I think we need to witness, let you know, let source pour through us and change them. And change that situation. So we don't have to decide whether they need to be killed or arrested or anything. Uh, the the power that really knows what to do <laughs> will make that decision, not us. And you don't have to bear the responsibility of taking life. That's the way I see it. That's what I would like. Yes. I don't want to have to make the decision. I would have to go to God for. What are you going to do, God? There you go. Leave it up to God. Yeah. But if he told me to, I would. I would do what God told me. See, I can't imagine God ever saying that. It's like I can't imagine Michael needing a sword. (laughs) And when you say that, then I wonder, okay, tell me about the flood. What about the flood? Why would God do the flood? Why do you think God did the flood? Oh, that's it. I was raised to think God did the flood, and I never th- I never questioned it. There was so much alien interference. How do you know an alien's 
I mean, uh, in, in Elia's latest post, she talks about this. Remember the story of Nimrod and the Tower of Babel? She credits an alien civilization as responsible for that. You want me to read it? It's not long. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You got it there. Okay. Let me open this up. Okay. okay. Here we go. The information in this newsletter is highly empowering and reveals deeply known yet forgotten facts about our true natures. Feel free to share it, email it, and post it to anyone you feel it will empower. Although simple, it goes to the core of how the light-slash-dark paradigm has been able to function for so long and how we can consciously move back to our true natures of light-slash-love, bringing in the new paradigm with us into what we know as physical reality. Most of us have heard the Tower of Babel. If you haven't, the biblical story goes like this, when she copies a fragment from Wikipedia. In quotes it reads, According to the biblical account, a united humanity of the generations following the Great Flood, speaking a single language and migrating from the east, came to the land of Shinar, where they resolved to build a city with a tower with a stop in it in the heavens, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the earth. God came down to see what they did and said, They are one people and have one language and nothing will be holden from them which they purpose to do. So God said, Come, let us go down and confound their speech. And so God scattered them upon the face of the earth and confused their languages, and they left off building the city, which was called Babel, because God there confounded the language of all the earth. Genesis 11, 5-8 What does the story of Bab of the Tower of Babel have to do with our ascension into a new vibrational level. This story illustrates what happened thousands of years ago when we were still connected as one, as a species, and it goes to the core of reconnecting with Gaia's true energy field, the expansion of our personal awareness, and also the movement of the human species into a higher vibrational reality. Somewhere in the past, a technologically advanced species removed the ability for human beings to communicate naturally with themselves and the planet. They programmed in, or disconnected, our ability to become one with anyone on the planet at any time, to trace any person's vibration and locate them, to merge and share experiences with any species or human being at will. They cut us off from each other. And we were programmed to believe we were singular beings, unable to connect with each other except with voice, touch, or pictures. But as the planet rises in vibration, it is naturally removing all these programs and broken links. We are evolving back to our natural connected state. Human communication, as we know it today, is about a communicator projecting a message that is received by a recipient. For the communication to work, the projecting person has to have the intention to be received not only by the recipient's physical senses, but also his or her's conscious or unconscious awareness. This is a direct relationship between the Tower of Babel story and the way in which we communicate. Basically, 
this type of communication comes from the illusion that we are separate from each other and that the only way in which we can reach each other is by projecting ourselves out there strongly enough that we impinge into the other person's awareness field. However, our true form of communication is different. When we understand the difference, we can understand the saying, divide and conquer at a global scale. Our true form of communication is not to project and to be received by another, but to open ourselves and allow the other to exist in our field, to become one. This is the easiest when we are talking about a beautiful flower, someone we love, our pets, or a beautiful sunset. That is why I often mention to individuals that if they want to communicate with nature, with an animal, tree, plant, or Gaia, to start feeling that they are trying to com- that what they are trying to communicate with is beautiful, to feel how beautiful it is, really feel their beauty inside us. It is because when we feel something or someone is beautiful, we open ourselves up to let them enter our field. When it comes to the darker or criminal aspects of our society, we cringe and pull our fields closed. The reason is that we fear that those dark entities and energies will take us over, that they will pollute us, that we will lose our minds and souls to them, that we may be influenced by them. And if we open ourselves up to them in a state of fear, that is exactly what will happen. If this paragraph made you cringe or have reservations about dark beings or fear, use the fear processing exercise of the, uh, on the fear before you open up to any being out there. So why is it so important to learn our true form of communication? Because it is the way in, we can, in, we can, in which we can move away from the hive mentality of the old paradigm, boss at the top dictating what happens to all those divided minions below, to a healthy collective new paradigm mentality. All beings are equal and have equal say in what happens as a species, are full owners of their own singular reality. And this is exactly how we can reach Gaia in her new vibrational location today. Take a few minutes to breathe deeply and then visualize, image, or give yourself the instruction to open up wide and allow Gaia's new vibrational reality to enter your field, your aura, your mind, your senses, and every cell in your body. By using our natural communication form to be one with Gaia in her new paradigm, we also shift the human collective that bit closer to becoming an awakened species. And here she provides a recording called Reconnecting with Gaia. For those that want to try that meditation. And then it, when I read it, it made perfect sense for me because that's exactly what we do when we have to deal with something negative or a negative person. That's the first thing we do. We close up. We don't want to get exposed to that because if we get exposed to that, uh, we're going to get poisoned or contaminated or we're going to be taken over by some entity or something. And it's not true because I realized if everything is based on contract and I open up my field to communicate with a being, and that turns out to be a dark being, as long as I don't have any kind of agreement or contract with that being, it's powerless against me, which is what happened with her when she went into that mansion in Chile. Yeah, I was full of the deepest, darkest 
evil muck that could be found, but it had no effect on her. She had no agenda with it, no contract. And that's what we do every time we fall into fear about something, that we are making a contract. They don't realize it. At the moment, oh, I'm terrified of that. Well, thank you. know, Welcome to your new contract. You just signed that stupid contract. There's nothing to fear. It just, you know, like, like the old saying, there's nothing to fear but fear itself. <laughs> We're so lucky to be so fearless or clueless. Yes. Or clueless. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fearlessness of cluelessness. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I've been... You well, not you. I don't think so much, but I've been on a road that you know kept looking and under all everything and finding all this dirt and all this terror and you know scary stuff and things. But there's always a solution, and if you don't see what's there, you don't know you got a problem A and B. You won't know what the solution is until you know you got a problem. Um, so yeah, fearless fearless is easy when you realize that like Walt was trying to explain, is that when you start to participate in the new reality, one where you your thoughts alone are enough to propel a given reality because everything depends on human thought. Um, there's other thoughts. There's God thoughts. There's source thoughts. There's all sorts of... But it's thought. It's consciousness. It's an energy field. So if you realize how powerful a human being can actually be when they use focused energy and you begin to just allow yourself, give yourself permission to play the game you were brought here to play. You know the rules. You know how to how to navigate through this. It's just that they've been not allowing you to see that A, you're in a game and B, you know, turn on the light and let's see what we're playing here. Um but once you get into that, then all sorts of magic happens, right? Well, we've had magical lives since we started playing together. Yeah. That's why I posted on the chat um, Elias principles of making and breaking contracts where you declare out like what, you know, you write down on the piece of paper something that you don't agree with. Like, for example, I wrote down uh, 5G standard and all 5G related technology. And then I circled it in red with a line red line across it, and I declared out loud, I do not agree with this, I withdraw all my consent. And then if you want something positive, you make the statements, and you put a green check mark, and I say, I agree completely. And I have witnessed this thing working, you know, you're the first proponent that there's no such thing as coincidence, but thought in action, and I witness, uh, uh, I'll give you a perfect example, when the Fulford website got hacked, I realized that he got hacked because of the way I couldn't access it. <clears throat> so I wrote it down. I, I, I put the Ben Fulford website is hacked, is now hacked. So I circled it in red, drew the line across it, and declared, I do not agree with this. I withdraw my consent. So I left the computer for a moment. I went to the bathroom, came back, opened up the browser, tried to reload the site, and lo and behold, the, the Fulford site came up, and there was a, a quickie note from him explaining that they had been interfered with, but they were now back uh, online. So you say, oh, no, it's just a coincidence. No, I keep doing it and doing it. Like, for example, with, I was telling Dali um, how I've been busy dealing with paperwork, uh, you know, the house refinance, the moving of the 401k account into an IRA account in my credit union, 
And I absolutely hate that shit. I hate paperwork. Anything that has to do with legalities and stuff like that. I am the worst when it comes to that. I mean, incompetent is a, it's not a big enough word to define me. So I sat down and I said, well, let me do something about it. And I just wrote down, I thoroughly love and enjoy doing paperwork. <laughs> and I put a check mark. And the rest of the day I was filling out the forms and it was like, oh, this is fun. This is entertaining. It's like I totally switched, turned around my reality about that particular subject. And I, you know, wrote the negative part about it and circled it in red, drew the line about it and built the same spiel. And immediately you, you feel the energy change. You feel your attitude change. And energy and attitude, is, isn't that the, 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 the pillar of reality? Isn't that what the reality is, is standing on? Your attitude about things, your energy, where you put it, where you don't put it. All of that is shaping your reality. Reality is not tables and chairs and walls and houses. That's not reality. That's what we're projecting onto the world. All of that comes from someplace, and it comes from the energy and the shape of the energy and you know how we apply it and the attitudes that we have. You know, yeah. Two people could be looking at the same object. One absolutely loves it. The other one absolutely abhors it. <laughs> it's the same object. So... Or, going back to the flood, I look at it that God did it, and who do you say did it, Nancy? Well, um, it could have been the Anunnaki, but how it was done is is an intriguing um, story that I saw on television a decade or more ago. And I've never seen it even referenced you know, except that one time that I saw it. And that, uh, oh, it's a trench. begins with an M. It's the deepest trench, the Meridian Trench. Oh, you mean the Marianas Trench? Yes, the Marianas Trench. Okay, the supposition, and this was done with all this, you know, computer graphics showing how all of this would happen. And essentially, it was a uh, extremely natural but destructive... Uh, ripping apart of the the between the two plates that caused this massive uh, trench to be formed, but in doing so, it threw an incredible amount of water up into the atmosphere. And I can't remember the details. That's why I've looked for it. But at the time, it was like, wow, does that make sense scientifically? And I do make a judgment on what I'm hearing based on how I'm feeling. Um, you know, you, somebody sent me a, a YouTube's, and, and I can't be on it for, for 20 seconds before I'm like, you know, going to projectile vomit. I can't handle the energy from certain things. And so when I get a positive energy, uh, I'm more inclined to say, okay, we're going to put that in the probable true because it had the positive energy associated with it. And there's been times where I've gone, no, that can't possibly be true, only to find out it was true. But I wasn't ready to accept that knowledge at that at that moment. So sometimes you'll get a, a false reading because you're not supposed to know it at the time. But just feel your gut. I mean, you know, your gut's got more information in it than sardines. <laughs> well, that's because all your body cells are connected to intelligent infinity. Yeah. That's why so why, it works. 
why would God have Noah build the ark? Just for kicks and giggles? Because it was known that they were going to... Okay, if you go with the Anunnaki, you know, what, what, what could have been a mentality that would say, you know, the Anunnaki or some extraterrestrial force decided that human the human experience experiment had gone very very bad and if you look into it then you get into the story about the the gods and and women human women and these grotesque creatures that ended up you know being a problem and all this other stuff so they decide that they're going to go back to zero they're going to erase the the chalkboard so they have a flood that's going to basically surround the whole world so they tell Noah to build this ark, and they give him the specifications, and people have built an ark that's up to those specifications. And, but it wasn't it wasn't the animals; it was the DNA. I, I'm firmly convinced that if the whole if any part of the story is true, um, then they, it must have been well, DNA. I, I know a totally different version of the story. Oh, good. Let me hear it. Let me hear, let me hear your version. Well, this is fun. Yeah. I, I think in the. I think I've mentioned it, how my father worked for a publishing company and he was always getting all these weird books and some were really obscure and because Argentina is a Nazi country, many many books couldn't even be sold to the public so he would end up dragging them home and one of them I remember is a book that was written, I guess, I don't know if they called it channeling at the time, if it was written in the 40s or 50s, but the title of the book was the origins of the Adamic civilization. Adamic from Adam, you know, the son of... Um, uh, um, the first uh, human, the first human. The first human. Adam and Eve. Okay. So what the, the story begins 8,300 years before Christ. So we are looking at the last, at the descending Treta Yuga, where the powers of the mind were known, and that's exactly how people were described in the story. People naturally had the power of telepathy, and they naturally, like most of the people walking around were like Dali, you know, where she can talk to dead people. So, and given the, the time frame, 8300 BC, that puts it in the last descending Treta Yuga, which was the mental age. But the story goes that at the time, the Earth oceans, I don't know if it was the like global warming or something, the part doesn't say, but the levels of the ocean were so high that, for example, right now and you have Mount Ararat, which is, I believe, in Turkey somewhere. At, at that particular historical time, the base of the mountain was actually beach. Now it's a mountain in the middle of a mountain range, but at that time, that's where the water was. And Noah comes from the name of Noe Fastro, which was one of the last kings of uh, Atlantis. Because everything that I've read about the subject of Atlantis from different authors, they all agree on the one thing. Atlant Atlantis did not was not a single government, single head. The, there were like different regions, different city-states, like all um, the uh, Greece used to be, where you had... Greece was never, in the ancient times, was not one whole country. It was city-states. Athens was a city-state with its own government and regulations, and Sparta was its own city-state. So uh, 
Atlantis was like that. There were kings for different regions. And Noephastro was one of these kings. And he had this giant uh, ship built where he took his entire family, uh, his hope, the people in his court, um, uh, Adamu, which was supposed to be the biblical Adam, was actually a captain. Um, Ivana was actually his daughter. They're the, the two that ended up conceiving uh, Abel. Uh, Cain is not born from Adam and Eve, according to the story. Cain was the child of uh, Ivana's uh, slave girl, because she had a slave servant. And this girl had a child with another man in the story. So what happened is they, when the, the disaster happened in Atlantis, Noephastro packed up ship and left. And so he packed up, you know, all the, the animals in, uh, you know, all the livestock in the kingdom as much as, you know, they could gather. So that's what it allegorically became, oh, you know, Noah rescuing, oh, you know, two of each animal, which genetically speaking, you know, it's a load of crap because from two animals, you know, there's too many genetic limitations to be able to repopulate based on two of each. And they ended up landing in the, at the shores of Mount Ararat, which was beachhead at the time. And at the time, there was a, a religious sect based in what's known today as Cairo. And that's where we get the term uh, Pharaoh. They used the, this religious sect. They, they were monks. They had uh, full, you know, psychic capability. They could talk to souls that have left. They could uh, do transmigration. In fact, that's one of the things they did in the book. They did a transmigration of souls. Somebody was dying, and there was a young person. The, the, the soul was leaving, and an old master, was uh, he was transmigrated into this younger body so that he could continue his spiritual work on earth. So these things were commonplace for these people because this was the last descending Treta Yuga, which is the mental age. And according to the story, uh, Abel, the son of Adam and Eve, ends up being educated and trained by these Kobzas. That was their name. In fact, their name comes down to our present time. You, you must have heard that the language, there's a language in Ethiopia called Coptic. Coptic is the evolution of the original Egyptian language. And Coptic is what these, that's where their name Coptic comes from, because they're, they're, the name of this group of, the spiritual group was Kobdas. And their leader was referred to as a Pharaome, which means a lighthouse man, one, who, one who's supposed to guide you in the darkness, like a lighthouse. That's where the term Pharaoh comes down, came down to be used by the Egyptians, because um, the Egyptian civilization wasn't always as illuminated as people think. They sub were subjected to the Kali Yuga, like all the other civilizations. Kali Yuga, the time when man's consciousness was so down the scale, you know, people lost the ability to communicate telepathically. They lost clairvoyance, clarisentience, remote viewing. All of, all of these things started shutting down and not only because of the place of the solar system so far from the galactic center, but also added, you know, add to the mix the alien interference and manipulation of our DNA. So that's the version of the story that 
that I that I remember about how you know the true origin of the biblical flood. Well, there you got two different versions. I could give you three or four more if you want to go through it, Dolly. <laughs> what, but do you still think that God sent the the flood? I mean, what 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 did you what were you told? Uh, that that people got so bad that God got disgusted and told Noah to build his ark, gather up pairs of animals and animals and uh, I've kind of changed my mind on that I go along with the DNA collection but but to get back to my original belief so uh, Noah built his ark and and uh, God sent the flood and I still believe that but it's okay I'm not hurting anybody. <laughs> uh, and it, I mean, and all of these stories could be true, or none of them could be true. Yeah, I keep I, seeing as I'm in this new place where I am. I just sit back. I I don't get upset about it. I just think time will tell. <laughs> well, I'm really practical because in my case, my attitude is okay. How does this story benefit me or not? If it doesn't impact my reality, well, it's just a story. It's like watching a TV show. It's it's what it is. It's a story. So it doesn't it doesn't hurt me. It doesn't benefit me. It's it's what it is. So. You know, I watch a lot of stories. I go to the internet. I hear a lot of YouTube things, and I put all this stuff in my head. And I've been. It, it, more frequently than probably I probably had it happen to me prior to that but I've been frequently realizing that gosh I'm really enjoying this I really am enjoying this but what's it got to do with anything <laughs> you know I find it an interesting story <laughs> that's all that's the way I look at it it's an interesting story. If I don't find the story interesting, I just, okay. I won't think yeah, but about I wonder, that unless not, I have to. I'm not good at trivia games. And I'm just wondering, why do I persist in putting all this information in my head? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, I had a weird thing happen to me. Oh, this is really weird. I got this envelope, and it was from the University of Massachusetts. Well, it was, get this, the 50th anniversary of my graduation from college. They're having a reunion. Is it the college that you got the letter from? Yeah, yeah, University of Massachusetts. So, um, just for kicks and giggles, I opened this thing up. And there's a, you know, it's telling you what's happening and stuff. But then somebody has added a handwritten note to it, and it said, um, Hi, Nancy, I passed through Oxford on my way to see my sister in Sturbridge, and I remember reading that you had joined the Army. And he just signs it, Bob Twiss. And I went, Oh, my God. I think that's the guy that I used to 
get rides back and forth from the school to my hometown. You know, oh, wow. and it's like it's weird because I had been thinking about him for some reason, and it was like I, I think we, I don't see, I, I, I can remember the weirdest details of things, but if I could never remember his name until I saw his name, and then I'm trying to remember his face. I don't remember his face. I don't remember how I knew him. I mean, there's there's so much from my actual 3D life that I have no recollection of, and yet I have these these weird things in my head about, you know. I don't know how fast we're going through the universe, you know, traveling through the universe, or, you know, what what's Shungite made of? <laughs> what does it do? Well, I was thinking about you, Nancy, how you said you came here with a group from another place, and then you got ended up getting stuck here. Right? Remember that? I didn't get stuck. I chose to stay here. Well, I was thinking, if you guys were doing a job by coming here, and doing that, think of all the uh, um, social security you've collected. I mean, how many thousands of years you have? You're like a, a gazillionaire. Yeah, someplace I can't remember where it was. It's going to be kind of hard to get, you know. you got to get paid for all these uh, thousands of years of service, right? Thousands of years. I think it's been, ex you know, more than that. <laughs> I mean, you know. Can you hear that noise? Is I've got, I've somebody, got, I think I've got. Is somebody a, shaking a can of rice? No, it's a frog, and I think it might oh. be in the house because it's so loud. But I can't oh. seem to find it. And you would think, with the amount of noise it's putting out, it's probably a big frog. I got to get that cat in here. Hey, cat, come here and find this frog for me. <laughs> oh, oh, my neighbor would let her cat eat the frogs. I didn't like that at all. No, no, I, well, if they, you know, I, I've i caged my cats in to keep them from destroying the outside life. And I, <laughs> if the outside life comes into their cage, well, I'm sorry. Well, that's their business. That's, that's, I, I, don't, I don't have much control over that, you know. One time I was sitting here, and I, for some reason, looked up at the clock, and then I looked at the clock again, and I went, what's wrong with that clock? And then I realized that, It had a lizard, a huge lizard that was wrapped around it, so it looked like it was part of the clock initially. Oh, you know, geez. like a motif on the clock. And I said, oh, my God, that's a big lizard. It it was a Cuban lizard. They can get to be rather big. And they can they're dangerous because their bite, they've got, like, serrated teeth. You can, you know, get a nasty oh. wound from them. So, anyway, um, to make a long story short, me and the lizard hung out in the house for a while, and I'm trying to figure out what to do about this lizard and finally I had Cindy I guess it was somebody brought me a uh, like a catcher you know like a uh, net on the end of something and this guy by this time has left the clock and is now under a chair on a one of the cross beams right there's no way I can get this net around him so I said look at this is the thing If you get into this net, I will take you outside, and you will be safe. You're not safe in here, because at that time I had a number of cats. So I did. I put the, I kind of like propped up the net, you know, and it didn't take more than five minutes for that critter to be in that net. <laughs> oh, wow. Yep, and I just picked it up. I didn't try to 
close it up or anything. I just picked it up, took him outside, put it down, and he walked off. And I think I heard a thank you very much, lady. But I, was, <laughs> I, can't, I can't be sure of that. <laughs> well, there. I know that they do it in in Puerto Rico and in other tropical parts in the world. The natives keep uh, geckos in the house because, uh, for, number one, they're not poisonous. They're not harmful for humans. A lot of humans keep geckos as pets. But the beauty of it is that not only be, because they can climb the surfaces, um, they keep the house pest-free. They eat, you know, like uh, spiders, any any insects that come to invade the house, they get rid of it. So they're, they're great for keeping the house free, and you don't have to use pesticides or poisons to poison your environment. Just keep a few geckos around. Honey, I have a few geckos and I don't have enough of them. <laughs> Florida, you can't help but have them. <laughs> you know, and they don't, you know, they get so fat in my house and I've oh. still got, you know, critters that, you know, are, no, uh, it, the geckos are, are very, they, they are really neat because they, they, they just, they they're just really neat, you know. But they can they're welcome to live in the house. But this guy was, he was too big for the house. He was he starved to death, or the cats would get him. Oh. So, oh I, before I show, I want to ask you. Um, Annette and I have found that we are manifesting so fast we can't keep up with it at times. Is anyone are either of you two? Finding that your manifestation is happening right fast. Well, it's, it's happening when I, when I, for example, when I do the writing thing, when I write what I want or when I write what I don't want, I experience the change immediately. And Dolly, I, you know, I mean, hey, listen, <laughs> you know, I, I manifested this stopping of the world and. So people could get in touch with themselves and usher in the great awakening. And I even created a character named Trump to lead us there, not as a leader, but an executor of what? The plan. And to announce the plan, I've got JFK Jr. going to be out there doing it. Shit, I'm in heaven, honey. <laughs> I, I should have thought about it before. I'm just I only doing it for fun, not like it's real serious or anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so fun. <laughs> so we we are at uh, two minutes out from the end of this show. So, um, just everybody be safe out there, and you know everything's going to be fine. For every problem, I I tell you, there's a solution. If you just you know focus on the the one story that ends up good. Well, I suppose there's two, there's probably a lot of them because, you know, there's the, the Q story with the plan and there's also the second coming of Christ. But if I'm not, sh I'm not positive about that, but I, I thought there were some people that were going to go to hell. <laughs> and at least in the Q story, they're not going to go to hell, I don't think. None of us are going to hell. We're, we're going to be all somehow or another brought into source and we're going to be feeling the love, as they say. So. Walter, do you want to say goodnight? Thank you, everybody, <clears throat> for the time you spend with us. Thank you, Nancy, for producing. And thank you, Dolly, for being here and keeping us company. And your presence is always very appreciated. Oh, thank you. Good night, everybody. Thanks for being here, y'all, and listening. Thanks for your comments. I'm loving your comments. 
on our YouTube pages. And uh, I forgot what I was going to say. So, okay, see you. Uh, talk with you next time. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart.